Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Who is the Holy Spirit? And exactly what does He do? Well, let's answer that in short order. In summary, who He is? He is God. God of very God. He is the third person of the triune Godhead. We, we serve one God, according to Deuteronomy chapter 6. The Lord our God, He is one God. Yet He is one God that manifests in and exists in three separate persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is God of very God. He is not an it. He is not an impersonal force. He is a divine person, part of the one God, part of the triune Godhead. And then what does he do? Well, in quick summary, he has a direct ministry in the life of every believer, of every Christ follower. Now, there is confusion about his ministry among believers, and I believe that confusion exists because of a lack of of real biblical knowledge, because of a poor interpretation of of certain scriptures. Uh, For example, there are three things where uh, we don't fully understand, it seems like, where there is confusion. What is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit? What is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? What is the filling of the Holy Spirit? So those three things uh, are where a lot of confusion exists and a lot of, um, a, a lot of contradiction and, and a lot of disagreement. So let's start with asking ourselves and trying to answer from Scripture, what is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit? The indwelling is something that occurs with every believer at the moment of salvation, Romans chapter 8 verse 9 says that anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ is not one of His. Let me read it. Verse 9 says, However, you are not in the flesh but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Him. Now that's pretty clear. That is pretty clear. And so, at the moment of salvation, at the moment we trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, at the moment we believe, at that moment we receive directly the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Now, it's, it's a mystery. Don't ask me to explain it. I can't. Uh, but I just know that somehow Almighty God comes to take residence in our lives to live in us, personally to dwell with us. And that's something that the Old Testament uh, saints did not experience. They knew God from a distance. But we have that wonderful privilege of knowing the Lord through the personal indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And God's Spirit bears witness with our spirit. And so every last believer is uh, indwelled by the Holy Spirit at the moment of belief in salvation. And then there is that second word, and that is the word baptism. And there is where so much disagreement occurs and so much confusion occurs. What is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Well, I think we get some really good insight in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 
where Paul is addressing some uh, some misunderstanding, and and he is addressing misunderstanding about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and he's explaining the fact that all of us get these gifts, and he says that we're all part of a body, just like the body has many members, our one body, but it's one body, so the body of Christ, and he says so in chapter 12, verse 12, for even as the body is one, and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though there are many, are one body, so also is Christ. In other words, Christ's body has many members, but it's one body, the body of Christ. For by one Spirit, and that's capitalized, one Holy Spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, we were all made to drink of or participate in the one Spirit. And there's that all again. That all is very important. And basically, what it's telling us is that every believer at the point of salvation, we all are immersed into, identified with the body of Christ. If you have not been baptized by the Holy Spirit, you are not a believer. It's that simple. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is, is, is something that occurs at the moment of belief, at the moment of salvation. We are put into the body of Christ. If you're not in the body of Christ, you're not His. If you don't have Him, the Holy Spirit living in you, you are not His. We are immersed, identified into the body of Christ, all of us, no matter who we are, all of us, by the Holy Spirit. That's what Holy Spirit baptism is. Now, a lot of people go to the book of Acts and and uh, and they uh, prove something from the book of Acts that, that and they're actually mishandling it. They're misinterpreting it. They're not giving it its due respect. Now, I don't think they mean to disrespect it, but that's really what it is. If we don't properly interpret the Scriptures... If we don't properly, God is a God of order, and there are, there are certain principles of interpretation that are true, not only with the Scriptures, but in life. For example, context. If you take something I say out of context, you can make me say anything. And that's happening a lot, even out in media and social media, isn't it? We know about things being taken out of context. And so that's, that happens here in the book of Acts. What happened in Acts was a one-time occurrence. Now, uh, it happened on four, four separate times, and I'm going to explain that in a moment, but it's a one-time occurrence. The coming of the Holy Spirit was promised by Jesus. Jesus said, when I go away, I'm going to send you another comforter of the same kind, which meant uh, God, the Holy Spirit. I'm going to send him, and he will be with you. That was the promise of Jesus. He said to his original group, he said, stay here in Jerusalem. Stay and wait until the Holy Spirit comes. Ten days after Jesus ascended to heaven, the Holy Spirit came on the day of the Feast of Pentecost. Now, what we have to understand when we look at the book of Acts is we have to understand the, the genre of the book. Look, the Bible is, is God's inspired word, every word of it, all 66 books. But it is composed of 66 different books, and not all the books are the same. They're, they fall in different genres. Some are poetry. For example, um, the book of, of Psalms, 150 chapters, and, and the 150 different songs or, 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 or songs are basically poetry put to music. That's what the book of Psalms is. 
And then when you, um, uh, you, you look at, for example, Isaiah, it is a prophetic book and, and prophetic not only in the sense of foretelling, but of foretelling, of just presenting truth. When you look at the book of Acts, it is a book designed to be a history. It is a, an historical account of what happened immediately after the Holy Spirit came. And when you look at the book of Acts, it is uh, recording a transitional period. What do I mean by that? Well, uh, even though the Old Testament had been written and confirmed for hundreds of years, the New Testament had not yet been written. During the book of Acts, the New Testament was being written. And so God was using, for example, confirming signs, the, the apostles, the original apostles, and they're only, they're only 12, 13 if you, if you count uh, Paul, and, and 14 if you count the one that was added after Ju uh, Judas uh, died. But uh, it was during the lifetime of these original apostles, during the uh, supernatural giving of the New Testament. And so, so this is a transitional period. And the book of Acts is an account of the promise fulfilled the promise fulfilled that Jesus said, I'll send the Holy Spirit. Now, there were four different occasions recorded in the book of Acts to four different people groups where the Holy Spirit came and, and was confirmed by an apostle. At least one apostle confirmed that. And you've got to realize that if, you're create, if you are, are getting doctrine, that doctrine must be confirmed by the whole of Scripture, and a separate baptism of the Holy Spirit is not confirmed anywhere in Scripture uh, other, than, other than the book of Acts where it is a story, an account of the Holy Spirit coming, of uh, the Holy Spirit coming in, in uh, fulfillment of, of Jesus, a first time coming to the earth to live in, in believers. After that, you can see from the Scriptures I've already given, the Holy Spirit comes at the moment of salvation uh, and dwells in us, and he comes at the moment of salvation and baptizes us into the body of Christ. So, again, what happened in the books of Acts was a one-time occurrence. In chapter 2, verse 1, the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fell on the, on the Jews, and it was confirmed by the sign of tongues. In Acts chapter 8, verses 14 to 17, the Holy Spirit came on the Samaritans a separate race of people, and was confirmed by, by uh, Peter and John. And then in chapter 10, the Holy Spirit came on the Gentiles and was confirmed by Peter when Cornelius and his household were saved and they received the Holy Spirit and spoke, spoke in tongues. And then in Acts chapter 19, verses 1 to 7, the Holy Spirit came on apostles of John. They had only been baptized in the name of Jesus, hadn't heard of the Holy Spirit. And again, uh, an apostle came there and, and laid his hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit these were the apostles of, of, of John the Baptist who had not yet heard of the Holy Spirit. So you've got to understand that in the context here, what happened in Acts was, was the initial fulfillment of the promise of the Lord Jesus to send the Spirit to, to uh, come and personally indwell in us. You've got to understand that. So here's what we, we need to know. The uh, indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit 
are are one-time occurrences that happen initially at salvation. And then there's that third one. It's the filling of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5, 18 says, do not be drunk with wine. Don't get drunk with alcohol, but be filled, be being filled, literally, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, So we're having the filling of the Holy Spirit contrasted with drunkenness. What is drunkenness? It's being under the influence or the control of something else, of another substance. And here we're told to be under the influence, under the control of the Holy Spirit. While indwelling and baptism are one-time occurrences at salvation, the filling of the Spirit is an ongoing, many times event. Uh, You know, when I am living under the direct influence and control, I have Him, but does He have me? Does he have me? That's that's the point. I have him through the indwelling and the baptism at salvation. I possess the Spirit, but does the Spirit of God possess me? Is Am I under his control? You know, when I sin, I'm under my control, aren't I? I am choosing to sin. I'm doing the wrong thing. But when I yield to him, I am controlled by him. I'm filled by him. And there are many evidences of that. And we're going to talk about that on the next podcast. But let me just summarize. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit is when the Spirit comes to live in us at salvation. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is when the Holy Spirit identifies us into, immerses us into the body of Christ at the moment of salvation. The filling of the Spirit is when He controls us, when we're living under His influence. And that happens many times throughout our walk with the Spirit. And we're going to talk more about that again on the next podcast. And I hope that you'll plan uh, to be with us. Until then, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.